Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon, and thank you for joining us for another edition of The Divination Table. Tonight's guest is Candelo Cambisa. He is a gifted medium and diviner, a palero, and spiritual worker of many years. Candelo is also the host of the longest-running spiritual radio show, Candelo's Corner, as well as It's 12 O'Clock Somewhere. As a spiritual diviner and worker, Candelo uses the tools of the Congo shamanism locate foreign entities and energies that have invaded the client's aura to help cleanse obstacles that could be causing problems in one's life. Candelo also conducts spiritual investigations to help you learn and connect with your ancestors and spiritual guides. So let me bring on Candelo. Good afternoon and good evening, my friend. How are you? Salam alaikum. I'm absolutely wonderful and so happy to be here with you. You know, I am so happy and glad to have you here tonight. It is such a, an awesome thing and an honor to have you. I, I just did your introduction and I was letting people know that you are the host of one of the longest spiritual shows the Candelo's Corner, as well as it's 12 o'clock. So could you tell us a little bit about yourself and what types of divination you do? Well, what types of, well, my, well, of course, my name is Candelo Kimbisa. The name Candelo derives from my, my introduction to the 21 divisions of um, Dominican voodoo. Okay, um, I've been initiated into Palo, ooh, almost going on thirty years now. Okay, um, if it's not already thirty years, um, what else? I, I'm a newly initiated priest of 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 Orisha. I am an nice. old Orisha, a child of Chango. And what else can I say about me? I've been doing this for quite a while, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing this for quite a while. And you also do root work too. It's not just yes. I, 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 yeah. I'm also a root worker, a two-handed root worker. Yes, I've been doing that for quite a while. Also, um, what brought me to hoodoo and conjuring and stuff like that? There was the link that I found between the Bantu Congo um, magic system and African and African American um, root work and conjuring. And I just love the similarities in it, you know, the, the gathering of foot things and making of powders and all these things there are definitely, definitely Congo derived. I like to say that and a lot of people may disagree with me because, you know, now, you know, they, they put in this this big old um, thing over it. But I like to say that um, Hulu conjure and root work is a sister religion of of um, the Bantu religion. Oh, I believe that. You know, everything, especially in a lot of the Afro-Caribbean type traditions, all comes from Africa. You know, <laughs> so we had, you know, the Native Americans and the Native Americans did their, you know, their healing and their herbs and they had their own style. But root work is completely different. It's not, <laughs> you know, not the same as you know, the people living off the land, it was more something they had to do in order to improve their life. It wasn't just, this is the way of life. It was, 
you know, we need to lift ourselves. We need to make our lives better. We need to get down and dirty. Oh. Exactly. Because, you, you know, um, necessity is the mother of all inventions, right? Yes. Um, you know, you see everybody beautifying or conjure, even Paulo these days, okay? Everything has to be beautiful. Everything has to be this. Everything has to be that. And it's, it's just, um, in Spanish, we call it invento, invention. Okay, people say that it's grown into and it's more. Um, what do you call this? What something metamorphosized or whatever yes. you want to call it into whatever it is today? No, they've turned it into this because they want to make it more acceptable. You know, I call it all the time. What I call now, what I'm seeing now is you know housewife hoodoo. <laughs> I like old style. I don't mm. like things changing. I like the roots of where things come. Mm-hmm. You know, as we change and morph and recreate and redesign, we also water down. Exactly. And we get farther away from the true. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. And of course, this show is about divination and you wanted to find out a little bit about, about the way that we divinate. Well, that I divinate. Okay. Yes. I, I use several things. My first divination tools were the Spanish brisca cards. Yes. Okay. Um, which were, you know, the Spanish um, playing cards. Okay. Right. That's the first thing that I learned how to, how to divide. With. Okay. Um, but as I got into, um, as I got more into, you know, Paulo Mayumbe and, and, and as I got it, when I got initiated into um, my, my, my main muerto or my main ego, you tell me that's that's for girls. Leave that alone. You know, the macho attitude of it. You understand? <laughs> so, um, yeah, he would tell me, you got to. I'm, I'm hearing an echo. Um, he would tell me things like, you know, oh, you need to start learning how to throw chambalongo or throwing shells or throwing that, you know, leave the cards for the women. Um. But later on in life, I, you know, I, I, you know, after I learned how to how to divinate with the with the cowrie shells and not cowrie, I'm sorry, with the um, with the chamalongo and with the shells, um, you know, he started giving me a little bit the more leeway, and then I picked up the the right of weight, which I did not like. Okay, and then I settled on um, I settled on the Lenormand. I love the Lenormands for real. Uh, I love Lenormand cards. Exactly. I mean, this is my go-to deck. This is what I actually, when, when I when I decide to read cards, that's what I read. You know, I find them very straightforward, to the point. You know, there's there's really not a lot of leeway. You know, when mm-hmm. you're reading the Lenormans, if you need, you know, quick yes or no's, if you need to find out what's going on, it's just boom. Here it is. And let me ask you something, Michael, and just for the sake of vaccine, because I, I I normally feel these things from people. Have you picked yourself up a bone set yet? Yes. And I have like- Robert Lucas's Ancestor oh. Healing Set, which has actually morphed. Now it's about 110 pieces, and uh, I don't use the Congo Cosmogram yet, as I'm mm-hmm. still in my learning the basics on how to read. Mm-hmm. The reason yes. I asked you is because I am a very good judge of character of who 
should be reading Bones, and I really think that you would be, make a really good Bones. I appreciate that. It is one of my things that I have picked up recently that I have really begun expanding and learning and, uh, you know, trying to make it more of my divination style because Mm -hmm. I do feel really connected to the set that I currently have right now, which is still currently growing. But the... I don't know. It's the connection that I have with them, you know, the bones, the shells, the little curios, even charms, you know, tea charms from, you know, I read tea cards too. You know, it's a mix of so many different things. Well, you know what I started doing, actually, and and I started working this a couple of years ago, okay? I would throw a simple five-card spread, right? Um, A horseshoe spread. I don't don't know if if you're... um, um, know what a horseshoe spread is? I, I vaguely know. I don't normally use it myself. Okay. Well, a horseshoe spread is a spread that is with five cards. Okay. It goes up and it goes down as like like a, a horseshoe. Yes. Okay. So um, it says um, where you are now. What is your next step or move? What are your obstacles? What are your strengths and fortitudes? Last but not least, what is the final outcome? Okay. Okay. So I would take myself a big mat. I would take myself a mat or a big table and I would put this spread out on top of that. Right. And then I would throw either my chamalongos or my bone set upon it. Okay. So okay. when I would throw them, now I get a better understanding of what's going on and what's not going on because of proximity of the bones to the cards. Okay. You understand? Yes. So yeah, it gives me such an in-depth reading when I'm reading someone that I've knocked people's boots off. Okay. So, you know, you, you should also try it. You should try that. And I also tell your, 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 your listening audience to try new things when reading. Okay. There is no set handbook for divination. Right. I, I, I don't believe so. Okay. All you need is you, the tool, and some connection to spirit. I do not like people that say, well, you know, tarot cards and, and this and divination you know, has nothing to do with spirit. Well, you know, if it if it doesn't have anything to do with spirit with you, well, you need to go on ahead and leave divination alone. Yes, because you have to be connected to your spiritual guides, your ancestors, your higher self, you know, to be able to process and transform whatever spiritual message is coming in so that your client can understand it. Exactly. Exactly. My daughter tell me all the time. She says during divination or even during a Mesa Blanca, when you're doing a a Misa. Yes. um, She didn't care. She said she would tell me, I don't care if you see Mickey Mouse dancing up on top of the thing. You (laughs) say it. All right. Because you don't know what type of connection this person may have to Mickey Mouse. I'm just saying, you know what I'm saying? Oh, no. Uh, so that's what you tell me. Huh? See, because a lot of people spend their whole lives trying to get away from these messages or get away from these things that they need to tell people. And guess what? Then spirit turns around and stops telling them shit. Yes. It, it's a whole trust factor in working with your spirits and learning to, I'll put it this way, learning to blurt out, Mm-hmm. Whatever they're saying, no matter how stupid, ridiculous, or anything it might sound to me or to the reader, mm-hmm. 
you know, you're getting it for a reason. You know? you're, you're absolutely right. And, 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 you know, a lot of times I see people whitewashing readings, especially when I used to go into block talk radio and things like that there and listen to these um, reading shows. Um, you know, they, they were, they were straight up either fishing. Okay. Well, you know, what? does this resonate with you? No. Okay. When I give a reading and when, when people like Robert Lucas, Amberzine Laguerre, um, Professor Charles Porterfield, um, when they, when we give readings, it's like, no, you know, I'm sorry. Shut the fuck up. Let me talk. And when I'm finished talking or when spirit um, finishes relaying this message, then you ask questions. Or you pick your damn jaw up off the floor. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> it's there are when you get to a point where you've got such a strong connection with your spirits that you work with, mm-hmm. you don't interrupt or stop whatever that flow is. Exactly. exactly. Just like people, <laughs> we don't always like to be cut off. <laughs> exactly. And and you want to laugh, my um. In my lineage, there was a there was a blind man that used to that used to um, that used to um, divinate. Okay, so this was a blind man that could divinate just from the sound of the things on the floor. Okay, let me tell you something. I have known people. I myself have thrown cards or thrown chambalongos and haven't even had to read the cards. From how low, how long the spirit, uh, how much the spirit speaks. Yes. Okay. I was actually at the house of an old palero once, and he would throw the chambalongos down, and he'd start telling people, "Man, you you make you'll make a fucker cry from the messages that it would bring to him." And he tells me, he says, "Hey, man, what do you think about this um, this reading?" I says, "Well, the reading is pretty nice, but you know, it was pretty good, but all that shit you threw down there wasn't what." What, what 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 it was? He says, "I know. Sometimes people just need a show." Yes, I said, "I, I understand." You know, I used to do that when I worked in the Botanica. We would have right. people that would come in, and when you are dealing with spirit, you don't actually need cards. And when you are channeling or you're a medium and passing messages, sometimes they just need to look at something in front of them. You're absolutely right. You're I used right. to tell people all the time that I can make any set of cards say whatever the heck I want. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because, <laughs> because it's really not the cards. You know, that's right. just a link to my intuition that helps me to tune in and focus a little bit more and sometimes gives me a start point as to, well, here's my focus card. This is what everything else is going to move around, you know, whatever this mm-hmm. subject is. And then spirit comes in and takes over. Exactly. And that, and that's and I and I, I really believe that these are the best types of readings. Okay. Mind you, let me tell you something. Okay. I just don't say anything because it's not my place to say anything. There's a lot of people out there giving dry readings. Okay. And charging good money to do dry fucking readings. All right. And yes. fishing readings, where they're where they're egging you on and asking you things. You understand? Yes. Um, tell me, you know, I, I I really like the type of readers, man, that can tell me shit. You know, you know, tell talk to me. You know, 
Emily, Emily Moe. Emily Moe is a wonderful reader. Do you know Emily? Emmy, yes. <laughs> have you have you had her on, on, on your show yet? Not this year. She has been kind of busy. Um, I do plan mm-hmm. on getting her. She was on the old show. Oh, okay. Yeah, I absolutely love her. See, that is a that that is a reader that that I that I always followed, and I and I love the way she reads. Yes, with yeah, insight, and, you know, it, and, and with a connection to spirit, which is important. Yeah, and it is important. And I love Emmy. She has got such a way with bringing her messages through. Because, you know, I Facebook stalk people before I put them online because, you know, <laughs> I need to know who they are. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, but she can deliver some upsetting news in such a way mm-hmm. that it doesn't sound as upsetting. You know, she can she can certainly give you those true point on here it is. But, you know, she's got that tact. Which is which is also important. Yes. Because uh, when I started first, um, when I first started this on, on this radio thing, they brought me on a show um, that was called Through the Licking Glass on, 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 on Blog Talk. Through the Licking Glass was a show that was produced by my old producers at um, KDCL Media, um, where they would have new readers come in and give readings. Okay, and what what um, and they were prodding me for the longest, man. Listen, you know, you need to come on here and do some readings. You know, you'll be the first time that a palero gets to come in here and do a reading and and all this kind of stuff here. And I'm like, dude, are you sure you want me to come on here? Because they had never seen a reader tell somebody to shut the fuck up. You know, or let me talk or let the let spirit talk. You know what I'm saying? And then um, and then I was I didn't have that tact. You know what I mean? Yes. Because I, I didn't have that that thing because I would go straight for the juggler. I understand that one. <laughs> and I would go straight for the juggler. You know, and I, I would do this, you know, and, I, and through time, I've had to learn how to be a little bit more, more, more careful with the things I, you know, I say and how I and how I let um, spirit, um, how I let spirit bring about their messages. I've had I've had the same myself, you know, over the years. I actually think that when I started learning how to read tea cards, that mm-hmm. it kind of softened my approach a little bit. Because mm-hmm. I used to also be the same way, even at the Botanica. People don't come to me if they don't want to know the real thing that's going on. Because exactly. it's going to come out however it comes out. No candy coat. You know, I'm not going to watch the words of the language. If spirit or your ancestors are saying it this way, it's going to fucking come out that way. Exactly. And I want to take time to, um, please, and I'm sorry, of I'm going to hijack the show for a minute, but no, I want to no, take no. time to um, to um, give my condolences to everybody that lost a family member down here in Florida, in, in Broward County, in that school shooting. Yes. Um, guys, I am not one to take away people's rights. OK, but I don't believe that anybody needs an AR-15 or assault rifles. OK, um, and I'm sorry I'm hijacking your show and saying something political, but this is something that goes to heart. Okay? And I know it does. And um, you are more than welcome. I have no issues with that. Yeah, I, I, I do not believe, guys, that anyone should have one of these 
guns if it's not for war. Okay? So um, my heart and my prayers go out to these people in in Broward County in the school that this that this animal shot all these people. And I want to know when are we going to start calling with these people what they are? They're terrorists. Yes. Okay. Um, they're homebred, but they're terrorists. Okay. Okay. So go ahead and ask me anything you want to ask me. I'm still in a moment of prayer at the moment. Okay. I mean, it is a, it's such a horrible, you know, event and it, it is a terrorist, you know, attack. Mm-hmm. We sometimes lose sight, you know, because of color. Right. You know, if it's an ethnic person doing it, automatically they're labeled terrorist. Mm-hmm. When it's a white person, they they just have a mental disability. Yeah. And whether exactly. they do or whether they I mean, don't. What type of mental disability, Michael, um, makes you try to blend in with the crowd as soon as you leave out? Okay. He was smart enough to do all this. He's smart enough to say, fuck that mental shit they're talking about. Yeah. Okay. He blended in the crowd. He actually got away. All right. There's no mental disability there. It was a well thought out and planned attack. Execution. Okay. And I, and I, and I'm sick of that stuff. <clears throat> well, it is what it is. Anyway, Michael, axe away. So, you, I know, have some things coming up this year. Yes, we do. We got several things coming up this year. Um, we got the Big Apple Conjure Gala. That's going to be held in April in New York City, in, in, in Brooklyn. Okay? Well, we're going to have some of the best workers, some of the best um, some of the most nationally and international known workers are going to be there. Okay. Professor Charles Porterfield, um, Professor Ames, Amberzine Laguerre, um, Michelle Jackson, which is the, 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 the premier bone thrower of the United States. Um, 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 um Mama Star, um, Reigns from Reigns Conjure. Um, and Lord knows I'm forgetting someone. Okay. But, you know, Amberzine, um, Amberzine Laguerre, um, Jason Miller is also going to be there. So our list is growing good. We got a conjure caravan is going to go up there. We're going to give some wonderful classes. Um, we're going to show people about roots conjure and all that stuff there. And this, and it's a gala. Okay. After that is drinking and partying. We got a place where we can dance and do our stuff. And there's also going to be vendors and, um, reading tables. Very nice. So what type of classes are they going to be holding so that our audience, you know, can find out in case they're interested in going? Well, um, I believe that Professor Charles Porterfield is going to do a class on working with lamps. Okay. Um, Professor Ames, I think he's doing one on fixing mojo bags. Um, Amberzine Laguerre is going to do one on protection, I believe. Um. Mama Star, I don't know what she's going to do, but Mama Star, of course, come on, that's Mama Star, you know, old style conjure. <laughs> yes. Um, Jason Miller is going to talk about a new book that he has actually coming out, if it hasn't come out yet. Okay, he's going to talk about his magic and his stuff like that. Michelle Jackson is going to speak about her bones and throwing bones because, you know, she has one of the, you know, best selling books on on um, on throwing bones. 
I am going to be speaking on how to fix pinwheels and how to use spinning tops in magic. Nice. For for um for reversal of 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 for reversal of witchcraft and also for um for dispelling of witchcraft and for hexing and confusion. That sounds like it's going to be an awesome time. Well, I, I think it is. And um, and then in in September, I believe we're going to go back to Colorado and have the Mile High Conjure Gala, which is held at the Lumber Baron Inn, which is one of the oldest mansions in um in in that little piece of of Denver, Colorado, and it happens to be haunted. Ooh, I heard about that. Man, that place is beautiful. The Lumber Baron Inn in in beautiful Denver, Colorado. There was a, a big murder that went on there. Some dude went in there and killed and raped two young girls back in the days. And the spirits are still there. But mind you, we had a little um, mini type mesalanca when we was up there. And um, we were well received. The spirits there received us very, very nicely. So, and if you're and, and if you're and if you're and if you're a fan of cannabis, you can go around the corner. There's a big dispensary right around the corner that <laughs> you can come back baked <laughs> and have a wonderful time. Man, I might have to go to that one instead. <laughs> hey, so. Do our listening audience a favor and let them know what the websites are for more information on these two wonderful events. Okay, um, the Mile High MileHighConjureGala.com is one, and the other one is Big Apple, Big Apple ooh, Conjure Conjure. Gala. Big Apple Conjure Gala 2018.com. We also have pages on Facebook. And um, I believe we have the Mile High has one on Instagram. Okay, so all you got to do is look up on Facebook, follow me on Facebook, Candelo Kimbisa and Candelo's Corner, and um, you know just follow us on, on 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 social media. Follow me on social media, and I'm forever posting about these things. So, getting back to the divination part, yeah, now- sure. You use your divination for what exactly so that our audience can understand better? Well, you know what, dude? Um, I've always said this. When people come to you for for um, for reading, they come for one of three things, okay? They either come for love, money, or health, all right? Three things, all right? But when I read, I try to get to the 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 thing of the problem, you know, the the, the core Heart. of the problem. Yeah. You understand? Because a lot of times people think, well, I'm hexed or I got this and I got that. And a lot of times it's ancestral. Well, let's do this. Let's find out who your ancestors are. Which one of your ancestors may be blocking the roads for you? All right. Um, let's find out what it is. What is the core of this problem? Why, why are we, ha- why can't I, you know, why can't you keep a man? You know, why can't I keep a woman? You know, I, there's certain foods that I cannot eat that, that just drive me crazy or, 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 or infuriate me. You understand? Yes. So we got to find out the core of the problem. A lot of times it's ancestral. See, let me tell you a story. I had 
uh, client a while back ago that had a problem. Um, very um, pro this, very pro black, very this. And during the divination, it came up that she had a white ancestor. She had a white ancestor. Why? Because he raped one of the ancestors. This ancestor was making everything in that lady's life go backwards. Why? Because he wanted attention. But not only because he wanted attention, he wanted forgiveness from so many times. But the female ancestor that he had raped had him, let's say, like with her foot on his neck. She would not let him move on or move forward. So therefore, she kept, he kept on making the client's life a living hell. You understand? So we had to find a way to appease the other spirit, the, the, the one that got raped. We need to find a way to, to, to appease that spirit so that she could loosen up the grip that she had on that one spirit that was making another person's life a living hell. You understand? I so, do. you know, we got we try to get to the core of the problems. Why are these things happening? Not everything is, you know, somebody throwing something, a curse. You know, some of it is our own shit. Some of it is the ancestral. Well, you know what? You know, 20 years ago, I would have said not everything is like that. But now, these days, these days, the problem is that a lot of people that are doing these so-called curses and doing these things don't know what the fuck they're doing. Okay. So, you know, it gives you a couple of stumbling blocks and stuff like that there. But let me tell you something. Um, Michael, you're, you're in the community. You see it. Yes. You know, how many people are out there now that call themselves root workers or, or hoodoo doctors or, or whatever, you know, whatever, you know, you know, Mambo Swami, whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Don't laugh. <laughs> Mambo Swami, I couldn't help it. <laughs> Mambo Swami, yeah. Let me pat myself on the back for that one. Um, so, you know, nowadays, people, man, you, you look at a person wrong and they're trying to work you. You know, there is so much dudes out here walking around with so much spiritual caca on them. Come on, Michael. You know that 99% of the pe- people that come to me are women. Huh? Mm. Trying to get back either with their man or trying to get their man to, 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 to submit or something like that. There, there is so much dudes out here these days that are worked on that you wouldn't even match. You know, like I yes. said, 99% of the people, the, the people that come to me are women. Um, the other 1% is the men that get dragged, drug in by women. You know, like we say in Pablo, the Yayis are the, are the eyes to our thing. So, you know, Women are the eyes to our spirituality. They know when something is afoot in, in, in your man's life, when he's carrying that extra baggage, you know, when he can't get right. So they bring them, you know, they bring them to, to, to you then. So go ahead, Michael. I'm sorry. I go off into oh, rambling. That's all right. and, stuff. <laughs> and if I'm not making sense, you tell me, Candel, old man, shut the fuck up and I will, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so when you're doing your divination, you're doing what a lot of people would call also spiritual investigations too. Right. You know, can you explain I, that to our li- listening audience? 
Sure, a spiritual investigation, okay, the way that I put it. And I was, again, one of the first guys to do this, okay? A lot of people won't admit it, but I was one of the first guys to do this, okay? A spiritual, a spiritual investigation, the way that I do my spiritual investigation, okay, is to sit down and divinate and connect with the person's um, spirits, okay? Who walks with my client, all right? Um, it may be a grandmother or a grandfather or a great-great-grandmother or a great-grandfather, uh, a father, uh, a brother. Um, or it may be um, spirits from an ancestral cord, okay? Because we believe that we have ancestral cords. That's why our Mesa Blancas have so many cups. One is for the main Egoons, for the main spirits, and the other ones are for the, the other legions of spirits, okay? Um, especially when you're a person like myself that is multiracial, okay? I have the Congos. I have the the... The, the, the Arab line. I have this line. You understand? Yes. Okay. So there's different lines. It's different spirits. Okay. So when I do a spiritual investigation, what I'm trying to find out is what spirits walk with you. Okay. And what those spirits need of you. All right. So that they may better help you. Okay. It says, serve me so that I may serve you. Serve me so that I may better serve. Okay, that's the link you want with your ancestors. Okay, so if your grandmother was a seamstress in real life, right? Mm -hmm. um, she may want you to put on her spiritual on her altar some some sewing thread, a thimble, maybe a better thimble than what she had in life. You understand? Old Grandpa Joe used to chew tobacco. Well, guess what? Get him some chewing tobacco. Put it by that thing. You may have a Native American spirit that liked that had a medicine bag. Put that on and so on and so forth. So a spiritual investigation breaks down to who are your main spirits, um, what do they want, and recognition of those spirits. And in doing that, people are able to, you know, lift themselves up spiritually, connect better with their guides, their spirits. If they're a diviner, it also lifts their abilities because yes. now they're getting a stronger connection. So, exactly. And, you know, I'm a firm believer that when you are doing any kind of divination, you have to call upon your guides, your ancestors. You know, if you don't have a connection with your own ancestors and spirits... I don't see that as an actual divination because you're not calling you, on anybody. Do you want to laugh, Michael? I always you know love to laugh. People, you know how many people I've had to, um, you know, message on Facebook and on, you know, people, people are doing a lot of Facebook lives now, right? Yes. And, um, oh, yeah, I'm doing a Facebook live. I've seen people do Facebook lives on everything but their fucking toilets. <laughs> All right. Um, you know, doing divination. But the one thing that pisses me off, that irks me, is every time that I see someone doing a Facebook live and they're divining on top of their bed. Why does it piss me off? 
Because the bed is where you go to sleep. Yes. Among other okay. things. Yeah, good. For sleep, you have sex, you know, whatever. Now, we call that when you're opening up cards, when you're doing divination, you're opening up portals and you're opening up letters. Okay? Um, whether it be good letters or bad letters. Okay? But those things are not things that just go into the air and dissipate. All right? If you're opening up a letter about someone that can't never get a man and that's on top of your bed, are you going to get a man? Fuck no, you're not. Nope. All right. If you're bringing up letters about someone who's going to, you know, die tragically or whatever it may be, you're doing that on top of your fucking bed. You're opening up portals for that shit to come to you. You know how much people I see that start reading people don't say a prayer, don't say nothing. All right. Don't clean themselves off. All right. I was taught that whenever you did a reading, you had at least at the minimum a thing of alcohol by you, a bottle of alcohol. Bottle of alcohol, a bowl of water, a white candle, Florida water, (laughs) and a cigar. All right. Because you're opening up portals. You're opening up doors. You're getting all those people's spiritual caca all over you. And you got to cleanse that. You know, you got to cleanse. The funny, now, you know what I laugh at too? Every time I see somebody, oh, I got to cleanse my card and they go grab some fucking sage. The fuck? Sage dispels spirits. Why the fuck do you want to clean your goddamn cards with it? I don't actually ever clean mine. Exactly. I, I let see that people, energy I build. My card. Really? Who the fuck taught you that? One of my decks, when I first got it, I buried it. Yeah. I wanted that deep connection to the earth, to where, you know, even in, not in a cemetery, because basically the whole world is a cemetery, mm-hmm. you know, bury it for nine days, 21 days, however long my spirits tell me they want those cards to be buried. And I let them connect. And, and that's not a bad. I don't ever clean or cleanse any of my spiritual cards because I like that energy to build. I like mm-hmm. to have that sit, grow, just like a person. You know, anybody's spiritual energy. Your cards are part of you. They're part of your spiritual energy. And they should also be growing. You know? Exactly. And not everything in life is, you know, peaches and cream. <laughs> There's a lot of crap that goes on. Exactly. And the cards deal with those too. So I try to tell people, man, you know, it's it's very simple. Some Florida water, um, a couple of herbs, you know, even from outside your yard, okay? A couple of herbs, a couple of things, some road opener, you know? Um, these things will be good to keep inside that bottle next to where you divinate, Okay. You splash a little bit on. If the client's in front of you, guess what? Make them splash it on. Okay? Um, we all know that people carry bad um, um, spiritual energy. So you need to go on ahead and tell your clients when they're sitting up in front of you, hey, rub this on you. You know, give yeah, them a little mini time. cleaning right there on top of the table. You know? And plus, you know, you can't trust people anyway. At least I don't. You know? Um, just in case they got a little... um 
a little goofer dust up under their nails. <laughs> <laughs> you have to have them clean, you know. And a lot of times, you know, spiritual workers are working from their home. So you're bringing mm-hmm. people in to where you live, to where you sleep, to where you eat. And right. You got to have and, them cleanse stuff. Exactly. Don't you know, leave that crap at the door. Well, and, and you know, and, and it's also very important that people put layers of protection in their homes when they're when they're when they're bringing clients from the outside in. Okay, um, I, I I put layers of protections from my block, then my then my yard, then the house, then the inside of the house. So in order for a person to get me, they have to go through a bunch of different um, um, spiritual barriers or layers of protection. So I try to tell people all the time, you know what? You're you're a reader. okay? you're a great reader. You're a so-called worker. You know, is your house fixed? Is your is the room where you work at fixed? You know, and not because of a thing like that there, because you know that these these um, these spiritualities. Um, you know, I wish it was all kumbaya and we all holding hands, but it's not. To take, it's it's not. It's not. And, and a lot and a lot of people, you know, like they say in Spanish, they'll take out one eye just to see you blind. All right. I mean, if you only happen to be the, the one worker in your whole damn neighborhood, okay, in your whole damn way around here, but there's always somebody. That there is. So let me put us on a little break for about three minutes in case you need sure. to use the bathroom or grab something to drink. And we will be right back with everybody. Ahora sí 
And we are back with that host with the most, Candelo Cambisa. Oh, yes, I'm back. I'm here. I'm here. I want to take a moment just to thank a couple of people that are in the chat room. We've got Keith. You have a chat room? Because I don't see a chat room. I have the chat room in the Spreaker studio. Oh, okay. Because I'm, I'm actually here and I don't see a chat room. I don't see anybody in there. I was looking for it a little while ago. Oh yeah, well I know we have a few people. We have Keith Swift, Charters, yeah, Charles Porterfield, and Regina Charles Porterfield. Holder. That's my main man. Well, he would He would not leave you, man. He's been here since the start. You need to have Charles Porterfield on here. He's got to be. I got him in a, a couple of weeks. Hmm. And you can also have um, Keith Swift on there. Keith Swift is actually one of my godchildren. I know. I've got him scheduled as well. Okay. Okay, man. <laughs> Shit, I'm just gonna get fun over here. Um, I, I'm gonna say here. I'm gonna say this um, on live now. I'll be in Texas March the first. And what's going on in Texas? Hmm. I'm moving to Texas. Are. Yes, I am. I'm going to grow chickens. <laughs> <laughs> well, they would come in handy. Yeah, they would come in handy. <laughs> I'm growing chickens, brother. I'm going to go. To, I was I was looking at a nice little piece of land over there, about you know about a half an acre, and um, it's it's looking good. It's looking good. I think I think I'm I think I'm going to finally be a a country boy. So you are finally getting out of Florida. I am getting the hell out of Florida. Man, I love it. They got some nice cowboy boots down there, too. Just well, saying. you know, um, 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 Charles Porterfield, the only person that I've ever seen this, has a custom-made um, pair of boots with a, a Star of David on them. So nice. maybe, maybe, just maybe, I can get a custom pair a made pair of boots either with a lucero or an alegua what do you think <laughs> i think you can they do them custom so you know everything from measuring your foot in about 12 different places making an actual mold so that they can actually build the leather around your foot mm-hmm. the longest so pair I, of I'm shoes de- and the most comfortable you'll ever wear Exactly. So I'm definitely going to invest in a good pair of cowboy boots. I've, I've already, um, I sold my, 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 I downsized. Okay. I sold the Mercedes. I sold the, 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 the goat truck, the goat mobile. Okay. Which was a little, um, explorer that I had because I didn't want to put stuff inside the, the bin. So I, 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 um, I, I well, anyway, I sold both of them. And I bought myself a bigger truck. Okay. Mm-hmm. Since Texas is so, so big and, 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 you know, whatever I said to myself, you know what? I got to blend in. And I bought myself a bigger truck. So now all I need is a, a big white 10 gallon hat and some custom made boots. And here I go. <laughs> you know, EF still in the chat room goes, Candela is going to have those pointy toed Mexican boots soon. <laughs> <laughs> the ones you can scratch your forehead with, I don't think so. <laughs> so, as a new 
person wanting to get into divi- div- yeah, divination, right. what would you suggest to them or what tip would you give them if they're wanting to get into the real divination work? Well, you know what? And, and I'm not saying this because he happens to be on the line. Okay. But honestly, um, Charles Porterfield's a deck of spells. Okay. Mm-hmm. Not, not only is it a good book for you to learn how to read cards, it also shows you how to work with cards. Okay. And let me tell you something. You know, back in the day, see, I, you know, everybody's talking about tarot this and tarot this and this and this and this and that. Guess what? Tarot is new to this shit. All right. It's new to root work. It's new to conjure. It's fucking even new to Orisha. Okay. Or to a speedy peaceful. All right. Back in the days, what would people use? In Spanish countries, they would use la brisca. Okay. Here in the United States and, and, and elsewhere, they use playing cards. As Charles Porterfield stated to me a, a, a long time ago. What is more easier? What is easier for you to get than a fucking pair of deck of cards? Huh? You can go inside of a dollar store and get one for a dollar. All right. And if you look in a secondhand store, you might get a brand new deck that was played in a casino for 50 damn cents. And the same deck that you're using to divinate with, you can use to actually cast spells. You can actually use it to to to, to, um, to heal, to curse, or to bless. So I tell everybody, man, that's trying to learn how to do this. I there, there's two people that you can go to, okay, that give classes on divination. All right, that have wonderful books on them. Michelle Jackson, which has a book on throwing bones, and Professor Porterfield, who has a deck of spells which is a wonderful book on divination and how to work with cards. That is incredible. I'm going to look him up because I know he does some phenomenal things. He also, when he does a reading for somebody, he actually sends them the deck he did the reading on too, doesn't he? I think he does. And you, and you know what? And, and, and he also did um, a reading for me. Um, that he does with the Bible. And oh, your the birth. bibliomancy. No, it's not bibliomancy. Mm-mm. No. He does a type of reading that is done with the Bible with your birth date. I can't yes. remember what is the name of the reading dude because I got it done from him about maybe four to five years ago. So this has been a long time. But it's a life chart reading with the Bible. All right? That tells you from, from when you're born and in the month you were born and stuff like that there. And it'll tell you your life chart from the Bible. Man, and it's an amazing, it, man, I've, I, I've never gotten a reading like that. I, I still got to talk to them about that reading. I'm going to have to have, you know, I'll have to have him do mine. Oh, man, you're going to love it. And, and, I, and I advise everyone that, that hasn't done a reading like that there to contact Charles Porterfield and get a reading like that from him. Now, how do our audience members 
reach you if they want to get a spiritual investigation, um, any form of divination, if they're looking for any type of work to be done spiritually? Well, that would be kinbisa.org, okay? Everything of mine is kinbisa. So if you were to just put kinbisa in your browser, guess who's going to come up first? Candelo Kinbisa. Um, I thank the people at Data Pro Plus because they've done such a good job on making my my um, my my webpage so um, findable or accessible. Sorry, and they 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 you know so anything Kimbisa that's where you're gonna find me. So Kimbisa.org is my actual um, webpage, and of and course they- you can always message me on Facebook. And then you have also. Your radio show, which is also here on Spreaker, which is in Dalo's Corner. And you also have It's 12 O'Clock Somewhere? Yes. Well, Dalo's Corner is taking a hiatus for a little while. I'm going to give it maybe about a couple of – I'm waiting until I get um, to my new home. Okay. You understand? So when I get to my new home, we'll start doing Candelo's Corner again on Mondays, and it's going to be great. And um, when I come back from, I believe, Texas – it was going to be when I come back from California, but it's going to have to be when I come back from Texas. I'll probably start my my it's twelve o'clock somewhere again. Um, it's just that I'm I'm doing so much right now that I'm finding it hard to um, focus on, uh, on, on, on the radio. Okay, um, I've had initiations and in, in, in spiritual work consecutively for the last almost four weeks. And well, you're um, a busy guy. I'm trying to get. Huh? I said you are a busy guy. Yeah, so I'm trying to finish all these things before um, I actually um, before I actually start the radio up again because it's it's been a wild ride these last couple of months. It's only going to get better. Oh yeah, believe you me, it's going to get better because as soon as I get to to Texas, I'm looking for someone somewhere that that myself. Well, listen to me putting that ass forward. Professor Porterfield and myself are going to open up shop. Brick and mortar? Yes, brick and mortar. <laughs> I knew that was coming. I was waiting for that because you should have. I think you should have opened well, that up well, a while ago, but I think where you were down in Florida, they're like bodegas. Well, <laughs> well you know, over here, in order for you to rent something, uh, actual brick and mortar, um, it's going to cost you, you know, what your left eye and maybe a couple of, you know, pinkies on both hands. Oof. So, um, yeah, so it gets kind of it gets kind of tricky, you know. But when I do get down there, you know, I'm going to open up down there. You know, of course, it's going to be online also and, 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 and what you call it. But I want to I want an actual physical place where people can walk in. Big. And, you know, of course, I will help advertise and push and, you know, give links because, you know, that's what I do. Well, brother, you know what? And and, and I got to tell you, Michael, I, I am so appreciative of you. You do a lot for our community, at least for the people that are good in the community. Okay. Well, I know and, where I come from, mm-hmm. you know, and the people that have got me to where I am, lifted me up, kicked my ass when I needed it. But I never forget, you know. 
and, and, and I think this is a good thing that you're doing. And, and, and whenever you start the one that she's going to be doing the readings on, because I think you did, we did speak about that, about you wanting to do something where, where actual <laughs> readings are going to be on. You count me on. You count me in. You count in. And, and, I, was, and I will speak for um, Professor Charles Porterfield. I will speak for Michelle Jackson. I will speak for Amberzine Laguerre, um, Beverly Smith. I will speak for all these people. These people will be more than happy to come on your show and speak to you and speak to your audience. And, you know, I appreciate everything that you do. I mean, you share and you publicize me and you make mention to me. You know, one hand, we wash, you know, it washes the other. Well, you know, you know, a lot of people have forgotten this. Let me tell you something. And I want you to listen, audience, uh, our listening audience to know about this. Okay. The reason I do what I do is because you, you see many people in, in our spiritual things that are very greedy or selfish. Okay. The reason I do what I do is because um, this is a billion dollar a year industry. All right. You getting a couple of clients is not going to fucking hurt me. You understand? You getting people to do whatever. You getting a couple of people to come to you that have listened to this show or that whatever you come on my show that go to you is not going to hurt me. You know why? Because I'm already an established worker. I'm already an established person. I already have my established clientele. There's no need for me to try to get super fat off this. All right. Because if you're a legitimate worker and you're a legitimate reader and you're look, they're going to come. Yes. And I love doing what I do, you know, and I always give props to those who came before me because without all the people that came before me, I wouldn't know shit. And I got to check and I got to make mention too of our sister Iyawo's journey. All right. I beg you. I got to make mention of my girl there in New York City. She just had a, a, a major operation. She's a hell of a damn reader, guys. Y'all go check her out and get a reading for my sister. She's on Facebook at Iyawo's journey. She's been on Candelo's Corner. If y'all want to hear her do some readings before you actually put that cash down, y'all check out that sister. The sister's a damn good reader. Well, I hear you're not so bad either. And one of these days, I'm scheduling with you as well. Well, brother, all you got to do is hit me up, but just don't hit me up, collect. <laughs> <laughs> and with that being said, this is another episode of the Divination Table with Candelo Cambisa. Would you like to say the final goodbyes? And as always, may all the shadows and egg wounds that accompany you have all the necessary light. From where Michael and I sit, that's it. Salam alaikum, everyone. Be good and be blessed.